What's up, y'all? It's Be Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. Kind of going to be a different kind of show this time. This is going to be the WrestleMania post show. Now, usually, when a show is that fucking big and so much shit happens, I need a day or two to kind of digest everything that i just seen. Because WrestleMania was actually better than what I expected it to be. Granted, there were some things that shouldn't really have happened, which I will get into. And I would talk about the whole Kareem getting heat because he criticized Lahim James. Because you can say anything about the Lakers, but the second you criticize Lahim instead of kissing his ass, you will be condemned and called a fucking hater. But listen, Kareem has been one person that has never given an iota of fucks what anybody has to say about him or what he thinks. If that's what he says, that's what it is. And Kareem, do not let these fucking people strong arm you or try to sway your opinion or the fucking truth of saying what the fuck you said. But he should be embarrassed by the way he's been playing. But he should be embarrassed by some of his actions while being on the Lakers. And listen, it's only a certain kind of person that'll take up for any of his pussy ass ways. But that's another show that I'll have to do for another fucking day. I just had to get that out. But Saturday and Sunday was WrestleMania weekend. Now, usually, WrestleMania will just be a whole one-night event, and you'll have to cram in all the epic shit that you'll see into one fucking one fucking night. But since they were like, it's a lot of shit that has to be covered and a lot of ground that has to be covered, so I might as well might as well just have a two-night event. Why not? And looking back, it's actually a pretty good decision because usually I'm used to one night, but we get two nights of wrestling. Hey, can't really argue with that. And I'm scrolling through my Facebook alerts to really talk about what I want to talk about. So give me a little bit, a little bit of time here. So the first match that I actually seen was the Usos match. Now they've they've been the longest reigning tag SmackDown tag champions, and honestly, I'm proud of both of them because usually either Jim Jimmy or Jay is injured, and one of them has to has to carry the load for both of them. But to actually see the both of them on at WrestleMania is always a good thing because I absolutely love the Usos, if you didn't already fucking know. And then, oh, that's that's who they played. That's who they fought against. Nakamura and what is this fella's name? Hold on, wait a minute. Rick Bug, Bugs. Now, during this match, I feel like the match would have been better if Bugs knee didn't give out. And you could tell that it was definitely legitimate. Because he had picked up both Jimmy and Jay at the same time, and his leg had buckled. Now, you can't control when you get injured. Especially at the biggest pay-per-view of the year. That would be the last thing that you would want as an injury at that time. So when his leg buckled, it was like, oh shit, I think that was real. So, I think he has to have surgery for it, and he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. And I definitely keep him in my prayers. Mind you, I have not watched wrestling consistently in a very long time so certain people i'll be like what the hell is this and why the hell is this so that was a pretty good match so glad the usos won and i said that boogs looked like above freddie mercury that's who i thought it was at first i'm like oh okay i didn't know that freddie mercury had muscles but hey who am i to judge then you had fucking 
Happy Corbin, which sounds like a cheap straight-to-DVD movie title, fighting Drew McIntyre. Now, to me, it was weird to see Drew McIntyre as a face, because I'm used to Drew McIntyre being the blue-blooded heel. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm used to seeing. But it was kind of cool to see a little bit of a change of pace, to see Drew McIntyre as a face. He came down with that sword, damn near broke the ring. That was a pretty cool effect to see. Then, you had the fucking assholes from Ohio. Fucking, wait. Not not Jake Paul. His fucking brother. You got against Dominic and Ray. Now, Dominic's attire, he came out honoring Eddie. And we all know that Dominic is absolutely, was close to Ray through his father, of course. So, for him to wear the same thing that Eddie wore in WCW, that was a really cool thing to see. And I didn't put two and two together until somebody had brought it up. I'm like, that's a really cool outfit. But for some reason, I feel like I've seen it somewhere before. And I absolutely had on Eddie Guerrero. But that was a pretty damn cool match. Like, Dominic obviously still has more room to grow. And he's going to want to make a name for himself outside of Ray. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna that's every, every young wrestler's kid's dream. It's to make a name for themselves outside of their father's or parents' legacy. You know what I'm saying? And another wrestler did that, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, Paul and fucking Miz won, and Miz does what he does best, turned on Paul, gave him the Skull Crusher finale, now they're probably going to have like a little feud going on in the weeks ahead, so we'll see. Then, one of my favorite matches of that night, Bianca Belair and fucking no-ass Becky Lynch. Now, granted, I don't have any problems with Becky Lynch, I really don't, you know what I'm saying, but I was really pissed off. At the way the WWE did Bianca at SummerSlam of last year. You built Bianca up. You closed WrestleMania out with her and Sasha. Bianca wins that match. And pretty much she gets to SummerSlam. You think she's going to have a legitimate match with Becky Lynch. But that was pretty much a fucking squash match to put the belt back on Becky. Which I thought was the dumbest shit in the world. I thought it was the stupidest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? So, long story short... The match quality was pretty good. Both of the ladies gave it their best. I think Bianca took a bump or got hit in the eye. And poor baby has a has a little bit of a shiner. But she came up big, won the belt over, over fucking Becky. And I'm glad for that as well. Because you've got a black woman's champion at WrestleMania once again. And I have absolutely no complaints about that whatsoever. So Bianca, pretty damn happy. Ugh. I'm trying to wait for this thing to load up. Hold on, hold on. Oh. Okay. After Bianca won, you had the whole Seth Rollins thinking that he earned a spot at WrestleMania. So Vince was going to choose his opponent. And everybody was trying to figure out who his opponent was going to be. Well... The American Nightmare himself, Cody Rhodes, fought CM Seth. And I call him CM Seth because he reminds me of CM Punk in a lot of different ways. Now, I'm going to take something back that I said on this show previously. I compared Cody Rhodes to Jeff Jarrett. But seeing the ovation that Cody got, Jeff Jarrett could never. 
Jeff Jarrett couldn't get that much notoriety and get that much get that many people behind him and absolutely kill this match. Like Seth versus Cody was a pretty damn sweet match. And of course, Cody had to do the whole punches like his daddy and the elbow like his daddy. And when he won that match, I said in Dusty's voice, now that's how you win at WrestleMania, daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dusty Rhodes would have been sitting back just smiling. Like, seeing one of his boys absolutely succeed, not taking anything away from Goldust, but even Goldust didn't reach the heights that Cody has. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cody is a pretty fucking sweet wrestler. And I'm praying that WWE does right by him. If you do nothing else, do right by Cody. Please do that much. Then you get to my girl, Ronda Rousey. And daddy's girl, Charlotte Flair. Overall, that was a pretty damn good match. Lots of submissions. You had Charlotte doing her thing. You had Ronda doing the arm bar. And I've seen a lot of growth in Ronda's wrestling. Compared to how she how she came into the game. And compared to how she was. Like, you can't really compare how she was in UFC to fucking WWE. Because UFC is legit. You know what I'm saying? So you really can't take too much away from that. But as a wrestler, she definitely has improved. And I can't, like I said, I can't take anything away from that. So I'm proud of Ronda fucking improving. But overall, Charlotte won over Ronda. Ronda was pissed about it, of course. But hey, who am I to judge? Then, (laughs) you had the KO versus Steve Austin thing. Kevin Owens has been talking a lot of bullshit about Austin over the past couple of weeks or so. But the second Austin came out there, all that shit talking went out the door. They had a little bit of a discussion. Austin called him a jackass like he normally would. And of course, when Austin came out, the nostalgia feels came through. And when it's, and when he usually is in Texas, Austin always manages to show his ass in one way or another. You know what I'm saying? So they had their fight. And Austin, I was holding my breath. Because it's been 19 years since he's wrestled. Wrestle, wrestled. Like, granted, he's been around in WWE since then, being the GM, but actually being an in-ring competitor, he has not done that. So he took some bumps here and there, but Austin looked pretty damn good, considering how long it had been since he'd been in the ring. So pretty much, Austin got his stunner in on fucking Kevin Owens, Austin won, had a little bit of a beer bash, and that pretty much ended the first night of WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? So I was, so night two, I'm like, okay. What the fuck is going to happen next? So I was looking forward to, of course, the Roman match and seeing Randy Orton. Because I have not seen Randy Orton in a little minute. So WrestleMania on Sunday comes on. And who would open the show? The son-in-law. The cerebral assassin. The game. Triple H comes out. And he brings out his ring boots and sets him in the middle of the ring. Now, I'm not the type of person... To get too teary-eyed over Triple H of all people. But just knowing what he's meant to the company. And meant to the people that actually watched wrestling. Around the time where he was actually coming up. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't help but feel some type of way. You know what I'm saying? So it it was good to see Hunter. But it's like damn you really retiring. So it put things into perspective for me. You know what I'm saying? So Hunter comes out. He, he does the introduction to WrestleMania. Kisses his kids who are so damn grown now. And that was pretty much that. Then you had the six-man tag match, I believe. You had RK Bro 
You had fucking Otis looking like the fat version of Fit Finley. Yes, Fit Finley, not just Finley. I'm trying to remember who else. Street Pro- Street Profits was in that match. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Shit. I can't remember who else was in that match. But I know I got three out of four damn teams there. So pretty much, RK Bro ends up winning. You got Gable Stevenson, who is this fine-ass, thick 21-year-old wrestler who they might end up doing something with. I can't say... T- I can't say if they're going to actually do anything or maybe it was just the WrestleMania thing. I don't really know yet. But he came he came in, he did his thing at the end of that match. And like I said, all's well that ends well like. I wasn't sure what was going to happen with that, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. And hold on, hold on. Ah. You had the Bobby Lashley versus Amos match. Now, I'm not feeling this guy too much. Now, Lashley definitely deserves the respect that he hasn't really gotten. He's like the black Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't really gotten the opportunity to shine like I would want him to. You know what I'm saying? You get the match at WrestleMania. Okay, that's great. But this Amos dude... If Shaq were a wrestler and he were skinny, this is what he would look like with hair. Blashy ends up winning that match. I really wasn't too invested in it. Okay, let's move on. Then you had the Sami Zayn versus match. Now, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a piss match. However, this match was actually fucking entertaining. Because not only did you have... A very great Johnny Knoxville and fucking Sami Zayn, but you also had the Jackass crew. Now, I'm not the biggest Jackass watcher, even in its fucking prime, but I watched enough to remember to know who fucking Wee Man was. So they pretty much had a hardcore match, which in this era in WWE, certain things you can't do like you used to back in the day, but if it's going to be some Jackass shit there... You are definitely going to have some type of testicle play. So Sammy got kicked to the balls with a, what was it, like a leg or something like that. Then Johnny, what did he do? Johnny pretty much bowled a strike with Sammy's testicles. Also, he I think he tased him in the testicles as well. Like I said, there was a lot of testicle shit going on. Then pretty much he beat him with, with a giant ass mousetrap to end the match. So that was pretty much fucking, it was pretty much a pretty, it was a good match. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie about that. Then you got Naomi and Sasha Banks coming in in a women's tag match. I'm trying to think who else was there. You had Rhea Ripley there. You had fucking no hips Carmella there. And of course, Corey Graves was hyping up his soon to be wife as well. He should. But even John Cena and Nikki Bella were not this damn bad. Like, y'all just doing a little bit too much for me. But let's just get it on. The end of the match resulted in the boss and the Glow being the new women's tag team champions. I'm always going to be happy to see anyone black win any type of belts in the WWE. So, yes, when those two won, I was definitely happy. 
even though I'm not the biggest Sasha Banks fan, I definitely do respect her. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I was glad for that. Then another sweet match happened. You got Edge and the phenomenal one himself, Mr. AJ Styles. Now, I've been an AJ Styles fan since the TNA days. I think one of the first matches that I seen when me and my cousin were watching TNA one night was an was a AJ Styles match. It was pretty fucking sweet. So to see him still in WWE and thriving and being used correctly to his full potential, I'm glad for that. Because I was that was one reason why I was scared for AJ to go to WWE. Because they'll get a hold of a talent like AJ Styles and completely squander him. And they still squander a lot of talent. But that's another story for another day. So Edge comes in with his new entrance theme. Edge hasn't been a music head for as long as I can fucking remember. And he comes in with this like with the solo brew tease. That's what I think it was. AJ comes out and does his thing. It was a pretty damn good match. But the ending was more of a what the hell. Because little fine ass Damian Priest comes out. Distracts AJ. AJ jumps from the top rope. Edge spears him. One, two, three. Edge wins. So Edge and Damian Priest are kind of going to have like a little camaraderie going on going forward, I think. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, nobody was really sure. Like at WrestleMania, it's always, certain things always end in a what the fuck. So it's like, okay, I got to keep watching to see what the hell is going to happen next. And I have to keep watching. So hell, I might catch the replay on Raw soon. So we'll see what happens. Let's see. Then the Hall of Fame. Do you have the inductees of the Steiner brothers? If you watch wrestling in the late 80s or early 90s, you definitely know about the Steiners. The Frankensteiner itself, when Scott Steiner can actually fucking move and do the Frankensteiner. That was probably one of the sweetest things you, you would have ever seen back then. Then you had Miss Queen Charmel, Booker T's wife. To see her inducted, that was very nice to see. You had Shad of the, wait, wait, wait. I need my ass whooped. Shad got the Warrior Award. And, ah, of crime time. JTG came out and he talked. Shad's son came out and he talked. And pretty much, Shad saved his son and sacrificed sacrificed his own life. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely some warrior shit. Any father would give their life to save their child. You know what I'm saying? So he forever has my respect. And, of course, The Undertaker. He came out. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, Taker has been a part of our lives in, in, the, in, in the business for over 30 years or so. Hell, his debut was when I was a couple of months old at fucking Survivor Series in 1990. So to see Taker being inducted into the Hall of Fame, you're gonna you're gonna always have some sort of feels for Taker because he was he filled up our childhoods and most of our adulthoods. So to see Taker inducted, it was always good to see. Then you had Pat McAfee versus one of Vince's little minions. Um, shit. Forgive me if I forget some of these kids' names. But yeah, he pretty much went out and fought one of Vince's little minions. McAfee ended up winning. Then Vince goes out and he wrestles. 
I'm I'm a person that says just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And this was definitely one of those moments. I'm like, please just take your shriveled up grapefruits on. And that cane that you had in 2000 that you were playing with, you're going to need that cane now. But pretty much Vince came through, beat Pat McAfee just to take off the sting of him winning against his little minion. But I just knew, like, this is too much asking for me. Someone has to come out. And part of me is wishing that Austin came out. And, of course, I got my wish. Austin comes out, gives the center to his little minion. Then when he gives the center to Vince, Vince did something that I will never forgive him for. One of the many things that I'll never forgive him for. He fucks up the stunner. This is actually the second time he's fucked up the stunner because after the first time, okay, we'll give him a pass. After the first time he got the stunner on Raw, okay, we get that. But after taking the stunner for 20 plus years, you pick tonight to fuck it up. Like, dude, that's how I know Vince is getting old. If you fuck up the stunner, yeah, you're getting older, you need to sit down. Vince, you need, like Vince, I'm sorry, Stephanie, Shane, Linda, please come get Vince. Come get him. Hunter, carry your father-in-law up out of here, because we're we're done here. Then, the main event to end all main events. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the title unification. Now, the intros were sweet. The match was okay. However, Brock put Roman in that damn Kimura. Now, this particular hold, I've seen used in UFC. Frank Mir broke two men's arms in a fucking Kimura. Because it can be applied two ways. You can put it behind, you can put, put the guy's arm behind your back and you pull it up. And there's another way you can do it where the arm is straight, but you kind of pull it out of the socket. You can't do a Kimura in a wrestling match because that can legitly fuck somebody's arm up. You know what I'm saying? And Brock is too fucking powerful to do that to do that hold. So that's something that has to be taken out of his arsenal. Because he didn't even do the Kimura when he before he was a, a UFC fighter. You know what I'm saying? So ugh. Roman said he had to get out of the match, so he had to spear Brock, quickly get the one, two, three, unify the belts. I was happy that Roman won the match, but I was not happy that because of that Kimura. Brock could have seriously hurt him. Now, even though it's for entertainment and we know that things are scripted, when you use certain moves on people or do a certain move and they end up hurting themselves, that is real. You can't fake a broken neck or a torn or a torn labrum, a torn pack. You can't like you can't fake dislocate your shoulder. You could pop it back into the socket; it'll probably hurt fucking worse. But you're still gonna have to recover from it at some point in time. So overall. What did I think about WrestleMania 38? I'll give it a solid B. I'll give it a solid B because it had the right amount of surprises. It had the right amount of quality matches. It had the right amount of comedy. It had the right amount of emotional moments. It was just pretty damn good. Because I'm like, this is what WWE should be giving. Even though it's a little bit watered down from what I would be used to watching every fucking week. I didn't expect anything... Anything less than from WWE. Because there were certain things they had to fill in the blanks on. 
and kind of drag out. And I'm like, well, that's what happens when you pretty much dwindle down the size of your roster to absolutely fucking nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right before WrestleMania. Then you pretty much have to, you expect the talent that you have to carry the show. But you had more talent that you could have possibly used. And you got rid of them for no particular reason. You know what I'm saying? So I just need them to make better decisions. Because watching WWE, I mean, watching WrestleMania, it showed me why I love wrestling. And it showed me that I have a lot more saving graces than I thought that I did. So I would watch for Damian Priest. Of course, I would watch for the Usos. I would watch for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? I actually enjoy watching women's wrestling matches there now. So all I ask is just stay on that plane and don't fuck it up. That's all I ask from y'all. Don't fuck it up. And on that note, I'm gonna wrap things up here. I haven't even got it out of my I haven't even got out of my damn work clothes yet. But I had to do this show because I knew it was fucking due. For you guys, I keep running up my listens. I thank you guys so very much for your continued love and your support. Please follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page. Please follow Dangerous Sports Talk on Spotify wherever podcasts are available. Also follow me on Twitter at the Be Dangerous. And on that note, I am out of here. Peace.